Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This episode of The Morning Stream is brought to you by Blue Chew. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code TMS at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code TMS. To receive your first month free. Coming up on TMS, no cinnamon, send it back. Penile art equals penal action. People don't even know what they're they're doing it while they're doing it. She looks like a raisin. I love a nice raisin. <laughs> End with a twist. Yahoo serious hair. The People's Republic Court. Nilla Nana Nutters. Tink, 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 tink. Tink, tink. Even the flat earth is mostly water. We're all Johnsons here. I'm not a shunner, Jerry. Tootie, fruity, prostitute. Cheating with dates. Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Yes, I'll try talking with them, but it's risky business. If they think you're avoiding responsibility, the whole thing could blow up in your face, right? I can't believe that there's a mole in the executive council. Even if there is a mole. That's not what's important here. What? <laughs> This is the morning stream. Behave yourselves. Uh, fat chance of that. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. This is TMS, the morning stream for Thursday, May 13th, 2021. I am Scott Johnson. He is Brian Ibbett. I am indeed. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. For coming, up, all, coming up on our you. left. He's up on our left. On, on our left. <laughs> your left. On <laughs> your left. Uh, pre-show, we had a we had a whole. Hey, you should be a patron, everybody, because in pre-show we talked about uh, Brian almost running over some uh, kid who had his earbuds in a little too tight, and uh, it was uh, pretty funny. Uh, what I liked about it, Brian, is you laughed through the whole thing. You you kept your sense of humor, and yeah, you know, I mean, what can you do? I mean, I. He, the dude irritated me, but I'm certainly not going to get bent out of shape about it. No. I mean, look, he's a kid. He's got a whole life ahead of him of learning, hopefully, <sighs> he does, if he doesn't get it, run over, it, you know? I can't I can't tell you that it would have been satisfying to, like, just gently push him over as I rode by him. <laughs> Yeah, you would have been gentle, gentle about it. You said on our text this morning you should have tapped him. That would have been good. I should have just tapped him on the shoulder. Yeah. My, my worry about that is that he would have flailed and, you know... Uh, a bike skateboarder crash collision uh, is not what either of us needed. No, no, that's a that's like a court thing. You don't want to mess with that. Yes, exactly. You'll, you'll be tied up for years in that business. So yeah, avoid that with all costs. But uh, anyway, I'm glad uh, I'm glad that camera's <laughs> working. I guess the the stream got lost and so nobody saw that happen live. But uh, nobody saw it happen live. Yeah. So the GoPro deal is uh, what kind of a deal? It's the GoPro deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that it? 
it'll hook up to your phone so you can live stream, right? Yeah. And I can stream via Twitch. I, that at that point I was trying it via Facebook because Twitch crapped out after like two minutes. Oh. Um, two problems with that. Number one, it, it uses your phone's um, cell service to stream, which obviously makes sense. It has to, right? Sure. It's not like there's any sort of Wi-Fi or anything. Right. So if you go through an area where AT&T coverage isn't so good, boom, your stream just goes down, mm. which kind of sucks. Yeah, that does suck. Um, the other problem with that is that um, there's no way, and, and you shouldn't be while you're on a bike or anything looking at comments, but there's no way to interact with your audience. So basically it's like, yeah, I'm live streaming. It's a very one-sided thing mm. um you're I'm just live streaming out to the to the world and um somebody can't say oh that looks cool is that uh where's that where's that park or uh that looks like a beautiful playground how do you get to that mm. that sort of thing right it's sure, sure. it's just um well, so also, there needs to be some. Well, I don't know how like, you do it though. How would you interact? I guess you'd need some kind of. I need AR. a co-host or something, right? Like uh, somebody. Oh yeah. Somebody saying, uh, Phil from uh, Kalamazoo wants to know uh, how do you <laughs> get to those? How do you get to that park? <laughs> yeah, we got any listeners in Kalamazoo? Sh- shout out to Kalamazoo. <laughs> shout out, uh, Fred. Yeah, uh, but yeah. that's it's interesting though. Just this idea of like. I don't know, a high-speed sort of track race idea, marathon thing, where you're showing everybody what you're doing the whole time. It's still interesting, yeah, you know? It is interesting, and I do want to figure out a way to do something for the big um, the big ride in at the end of June. Mm-hmm. Um, two, two big things have to happen. Number one, I need some sort of on, uh, constant on... Like, I do have a... Um, oh, what was this thing called... It's like a little flat puck, but it's a constant cell connection, little Wi-Fi hotspot, right? Oh. So I could have that on in my backpack, and it's basically Wi-Fi. But um, is that FiOS thing from uh, what's their names? It's no, um, it's something like that. It's okay. something. It's a something Go, and I can't remember what the name of it is. Okay, but it's. Um, uh, but then I'd be paying who knows how much for gigabytes of data to do that, yeah. um, which I'm already doing. The other problem is the battery life on the GoPro. Um, it petered out after a full charge. It petered out through my one hour ride that I did yesterday. Oh, wow. That's so, lower than I would have thought. I don't know why I thought they were, had higher battery life than that, but an hour It of could use. be wow. just the fact that this is a used one that we got from a pawn shop. Um so I need to, and I've and I've ordered some replacement batteries. Is there um, any uh, is there any Hunter Biden porn on that on that uh, camera? <laughs> I don't know. Mm. TVZ Gun was nice enough to clear off the memory card mm. uh, before he sent it to me, so it was completely wiped out. Only he will know if there are any prostitute uh, Hunter exactly, Biden moments. Right? I know there could have been something great and incriminating on there, like. Uh, yeah. I don't know, a couple prostitutes peeing on a guy in a hotel room with orange hair. I don't know. I mean, you never know. Yeah, for sure that one GoPro will be the one. That will be the one that was used. In that case, Purell the crap out of that thing. Sure. But anyway, so, um, yeah, so it's going to be a combination of figuring out batteries and figuring out um, uh, some sort of constant cell connection Wi-Fi hotspot. Kind You'd be a, you would be a sensation on the internet if you figured out a, figured out a way to change batteries with your like your knees without stopping. <laughs> well, yeah. The problem with that is that it um, 
the GoPro will stop, you know, during that time that I'm changing batteries anyway. So I might as well pull over. the The ride I'm doing at the end of June has there are pit stops like every ten, oh, right. ten or so miles. Right. And at the rate I go, I'm I'm going about twelve miles an hour, thirteen miles an hour in some spots. So if if I time things right, when I get to a stop, I can take a battery out of the charger, put it into the GoPro, take the battery out of the GoPro, put it into the charger, which is hooked up to a battery pack in my backpack. Got it. And it'll constantly, you know, constantly have one charging, one ready. And um, while you're enjoying a Nilla wafer with banana and peanut butter on it. You've got it. Yeah, you know those Nilla Nana nutters. Mm, That sounds so good. (laughs) So damn good. Yeah. I'm not supposed to eat the the the, the cookie part, but I would, of, I would I'd yeah. make an exception for one. I'd eat one. Yeah. Oh, right. for sure. Yeah. I don't know if they make sugar-free vanilla wafers, but um, uh, I know you can get uh, sounds terrible, low sugar peanut butter, and you could do that. This place locally, I forgot the name. We just went there again yesterday because um, I'm hooked on these shakes they make. Um, they it's so they use um, almond, not almond milk. Uh, no, I guess it is almond. No, it's almond butter. Mm, okay. Uh, oat milk and banana, and then some, and just a couple of dates, like indie bad dates, <laughs> mm, <laughs> and, you know, yeah, like okay. dates, fruit, and yeah. um, it's fantastic. Oh my gosh, it tastes like the best shake ever, and it's like got no unnatural sugar, and the only sugar is out of these dates, and it's a, it's not considered like the kind of sugar I can't eat. So I can I can do one of these shakes and it feels like I'm cheating, but I'm not. It's so good. Oh my gosh, it's fantastic! That's fantastic. Cool. Yeah, I forgot oh, the name of the place. So though. good. I give him a shout out, but it, it's the place I told you about where the unmasked a hole was in there demanding his money back and then keeping the food. Oh yeah, yeah. The feel like a man. Yeah. <laughs> feel like a man. <laughs> yeah, I forgot the name of the thing, but um, and it's not the cheapest shake. I think it's like six bucks for a sixteen ounce. It's a little high price, but still, that sounds like really a really good man. Like a- Oh, like a smoothie. Yeah. I might have to yeah. get another one today. We'll see. They have a whole line there of things they call nice cream. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. it? Oh, yeah. It's probably, it's rice, uh, rice based, right? My, my vegan buddy used to eat this. Or no, it was, uh, it was ice cream that was called nice dream. Oh. Okay. No, is that right? Or is that, am I thinking of the Cheech and Chong movie? <laughs> was Maybe one? it was nice cream. <laughs> was there one called? Uh, wasn't oh. there wasn't there a Cheech and Chung movie called Nice Dreams? I mean, it was ice cream, but they crossed off the N. Dreams. Or crossed off the R. You know what? <laughs> You're right. 1981. Yeah, they, there is. How did I never hear of this movie? It's called Nice Dreams. You're right yeah. about the thing they crossed out. Or they wrote the N and the DR, or the D is on top of the C. It's on top of the C, right, exactly. Tommy yes. Chong directed it, written by Tommy Chong and Cheech Marin. I'm so- guessing, I think there was some pot involved in that movie. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> Coming to a film sack near you. How come we've never done a Cheech and Chong I don't Chong know. We probably should, sack? just to get one out of the way, you know. Sandra <laughs> Bernhardt's in there. You act like Ugh. it's a... Root canal? Are you kidding? This is like a... I know, but it's supposed to be comedy, and we kind of avoid those, you know? Oh, right, 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 right. So I don't know, but it might work because of the cultural significance of the Cheech and Chong era. I think maybe that would be a good thing to do. But we'd have yeah. to we'd nice. have to find out what is the one that everyone thinks is like the be-all, end-all of Cheech Up and Chong. Up in smoke, movies. right? It has to be. Is it? Let's see. I mean, there's Cheech and Chong's the next movie. There's the Corsican Brothers. There's uh, Still Smoking. But I think I think Up in Smoke is the one you kind of have to have Dude, to do. None of which, and none of those are streaming, by no, the way. Unfortunately, not, unfortunately, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I can't. F oh, he hasn't done. He hasn't acted in anything since. Oh, that's not true. They're doing a re uh, a TV movie of Nash Bridges, him and Don Johnson getting back together. Really? That'll be great. So we've been watching the Keenan show. Yeah. Because I've been hearing really good things about it. Yeah. I or I heard good. really good things about it. Yeah. <sighs> not not doing it for you? It's not doing it for us. Like mm. we watch, uh, you know, Tina and her blackish. Why don't watch an episode of blackish? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, 100% accurate. Yeah, no, uh, I assume so. Of Tina, yeah, I assume so. Um, um, it's Keenan. We, we laugh name? more at Blackish than we do at uh, Keenan. Keenan just hasn't figured out its. It's a. It's got. It's got a great ensemble cast, right? Don mm. Johnson, uh, Chris Red from also from Saturday Night Live, of course, Keenan Thompson. Um, that. Uh, that blonde lady who you've seen in everything, and I can't think of her name. Um, oh, um, uh, I have the list right she's, here. She's let's see, uh, ta not Taylor Louderman. Uh, um, I don't know, it could be uh, Vanessa Williams, see. isn't that weird? Oh, Vanessa Williams, uh, Mary, oh, Maria Bamford. Is that what you're talking about? No, not Maria Bamford. I know who Maria, uh, Maria Bamford is. Oh, um, she's in it. Yeah, let's I can't see. find any other blonde people in this list. I think it might be. Let's see here. Where is it? Where is it? Um, is this a three camera? Taylor, like... no, Taylor Louderman. Oh, Fortune Femister. Oh, oh, Feimster. Fortune oh. Feimster. Okay, is that a real name? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool name. Uh, so, is this one of those? It's like a three camera laugh tracky thing, right? It's a three camera no laugh track. No laugh track. Okay. No laugh track. All right. So, but it feels like it's on a set like Seinfeld, just no laugh track? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly. There's their house set. There's the, um, or Feemster. Thank you, Dan Wally. Uh, then there's the, you know, he's a weather, or no, he's a, uh, a host of a morning show. Um, and it's, it's no, not, and it's just, there's no live audience or any of that. It's just jokes and then no no laughter no right fight. no laugh track no okay. no uh in studio audience none of that stuff right. it's you know kind of like uh kind of like your modern family or goldbergs or things like that the imdb rating's pretty low 5.5 out of 10 maybe you're right yeah but paste magazine said the funniest new show of 2020 that you're not watching is uh is keenan hmm. like oh really okay and right. uh no it's not it's not doing that for you <laughs> It's not uh, we, like we said, okay, well, you know, I kind of want to watch the new Ted Danson thing, yeah. but, uh, oh, let's watch Keenan cause it's getting really good, uh, reviews from Pace, but apparently not on IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes. Ted Danson's that, or it's that new, uh, where he's a elected rich guy or something. Yeah. Elected rich guy. <laughs> is that what it is? Oh, Mr. Mayor. Yeah. And he was like some Mr. Mayor. big business guy and then he ran for mayor and now he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, we saw part of that and it made me laugh. But it feels like Veep. It's, it's, it's Veep a Tina Fey thing. Yeah, but it's like Veep, so, It's like Veep Junior in that that show. Is my, sounds good to me. Although, yeah, right, because it has to be on regular network. Well, that and also it just felt like they were lifting right from Veep. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Okay, it's right. fine. I'm not, you know, not a not a bad thing necessarily, but it's definitely one of those uh, shows. Holly Hunter's good in it. She uh, she <laughs> looks like a raisin these days, but I like her. <laughs> I mean that in the nicest possible way. Like a nice raisin. Yeah, a nice yes. raisin. I love okay. a nice raisin. Plump, nice raisin. Mm, juicy. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good fiber for you. All that. That could be it. <laughs> Should go right through you. 
Uh, <laughs> All right. So anyway. Mr. maybe we'll give Mr. Mayor a chance, but uh, I've Here, got other things that I'm watching right now that I'm enjoying a lot more. Here's a quick question for you. Uh, yes. Do you have a thing that drives Tina crazy? And and, uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll share with you the one that makes my wife want to yeah, literally absolutely. punch me. Okay. Uh-huh. And yeah. it's when we get out of, the, I may have talked about this before. Oh, look who has arrived. She's going to hear me tell you about this. Hi, hon. Did you put cinnamon in it? Oh, that's too bad. Anyway, <laughs> that might annoy her as well. Take it, take it back. Put some cinnamon in it. Bring it back. So she, uh, yesterday we were at that place. I got the shake I was telling you about. What's that place called? Yeah. Aubergine. That's the name of the place. Aubergine. Thank oh, somebody you. did say that in the chat room and I thought they were joking. Oh, you a, thought they were making it up. Yeah. It's kind an eggplant. Of, it's kind of a bad name. And there is it a is. big there is a big eggplant next to the name, but it looks yeah. like the 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 penis emoji. The emoji for penis. Yeah. yeah it's exactly. kind of annoying. But anyway, yeah. we're there. And this is the I think this might be the one thing in our entire how have we been married for twenty eight years? Almost twenty nine. And the thing that annoys her the most is when she gets out of the car, when she, if she's driving, she'll get out of her side. And before I get out, I reach over. She's already pulled the emergency brake up. But yeah. I'll go, click, click, just a couple more clicks. One at the least. Oh, right. Because like, you don't think it's it's emergency braked enough. Yeah. I mean, I, clearly it is. But I just do it out of habit. And I know that I'm annoying her. A little but bit of spite. A little bit of spite. So I'll just go, click, click. And then I'll get out of the car. She gets so pissed at me. So mad. Her Really? Her southern accent comes out. She gets all <laughs> fired up. Okay. Ask her right now because she's in the okay. room. I'm asking you. You said something. This is probably the only thing out of 29 years that, that annoys her. Okay. Say, Kim, is this the only thing that annoys you that I do? Is it? Hell no. Hell no? <laughs> I was going to say, because I know I can come up with about 12 things that drive <laughs> Tina crazy. One of them is that, are we going to watch an episode of Blackish? <laughs> What's even better is when you're empty nesters, your kids aren't there, and you're doing that kind of stuff to your significant other is the best. It's so great. It is the best. Yeah, because, right, I can't do it to Tristan anymore. Because he doesn't understand. I don't understand why you're so bugged. I don't get why you're so bugged. Because I've asked you not to. Yeah, but then then I do it because it's funny to get your reaction, except when you hit me in the arm. Spousal abuse over here. But, uh, but Yeah. Anyway, all right. So, Brian, yeah. Thank you for this. Thank you for this. I appreciate it. So, Brian, next time, next time, put cinnamon in it. Yeah, cinnamon in here. Damn it. (laughs) Uh, I like cinnamon in my tea. So, so what's your? uh, Send it back. What's the thing? If you if it's not the blackish thing, what is it? If it's not the if it's not the invitation voice, it's uh, um, this this I know drives her absolutely nuts Mm. because she's told me it drives her nuts. But if uh, so, if I'm having a bowl of Greek yogurt, Mm. right, like some fruit or some uh, oatmeal in there, whatever, yeah. Um, you get to the bottom of the bowl and inside, you know, inside the bowl, there's still like remnants of the yogurt (laughs) all around the inside of the bowl. Right. You're right. And so I'll go, I'll go like with the spoon and I'm going to try and like, basically I'm really quickly using the spoon to sweep up all the leftover, uh, Greek yogurt. Yeah. Into the one side, That's great. so I could scoop it up with the uh, <laughs> with the spoon and enjoy that last bite of Greek yogurt. Yeah, and it's all it's all part of this is the rapidity of how quickly you're hitting the bowl, right? That's part of what it's got to be. It. Yeah, I don't oh, know what like, I, it's got to be, right? I mean, yeah. if I did it, I try and do it slowly mm-hmm. and not make it the noise, and she doesn't. It doesn't seem to bother her, but it's the 
I think it's the sound or the feeling of metal scraping against porcelain. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. My wife hates that sound too. That must yeah. be a wife sound hate thing. I, I, I don't know. Doesn't bug me oh, when I'm doing Claire, it. Claire, I saw I saw you write that the first time and I chose not to respond to it and I choose not to respond to it this time too. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I'd probably just ignore that one. That's a uh hmm. But the trick is to end with a you end with a twist. A twist. I've seen Seinfeld. <laughs> I know what's up. And with a twist. That that, uh, that, episode, <laughs> that episode was on last night. That's too funny to bring. Them oh, was it really yeah. funny? Well, I mean, they're they're on in whatever order I want them on, but it happened to be playing yesterday. So there you go. Yeah. What else? God, you know, it would be great if I could have Tina come down here. She's working though. That I could have her come down here and tell you some of the things that. Oh, you know, she's got a list. It may not be long, but she's got some kind of list, right? She's got to have a list. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I guarantee it. I broke the toilet seat today, so that's probably on Kim's list. Oh. Wow. Yeah, we have the we have the bidet deal, and it's this crappy. the The bidet part's great, but the seat they yeah. p- send with it sucks. It's it's a piece of it's like it's it's junk. It's it junk. is like yes, it's the worst. Yeah. And you sit on it enough times, it's gonna freaking break. It sucks anyway. But I kind of slammed it a little hard on the lid today, and now the Ooh. mechanism that made it go and slowly yeah the drop slow down, the slow that drop. doesn't that doesn't work anymore. So so now oh, no. what I'm what's gonna happen now is I'm gonna forget that that's true. And I'm going to pull on, I'm going to tap on it. It's going to go, wham! (laughs) We're going to have to get another one. So we'll see how that goes. Um, All right. Hey, I know what I'm in the mood for. How about some science? Science is cool, I hear. Oh, maybe we should have the guy say it. Uh, Yeah, we should have that guy do it. Um, But we can't do that until we get this. Why? Okay, there. I think science is cool. I do, too. Science is really, that sounds like Bob Odenkirk now that I hear it. Doesn't it a little bit? I think science, I is, think cool. science is cool. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, now some... let me out of this trunk. Where's the where's the fire extinguisher? <laughs> oh, that dive. Was I right about the bomb at the end? It was great, right? That that final oh, yeah. thing. Oh, yes. So the 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 Yes. Yeah. A fine way to get rid of your villain is what I'm saying. Uh, speaking of villains, not really. Uh, it's Bobby Frankenberger joining us <laughs> as he does on Thursdays. Uh, Bobby is uh, the host, of course, of all around science, and uh, he's here, and I love having him here. Bobby, welcome back to the show. How are you? Hi, how are you? Good, two? man. I want to grow my hair as long as yours, but I don't like my chances. I'm trying. Okay. Oh, I'm learning all sorts of weird things about like how to take care of hair. It feels weird to research like hair care products as someone who grew up as a male in... <laughs> In the South, I guess, where you're constantly being told to be a man. Yeah. And now I'm like learning about like paraben free hair care products with no sulfates. And <laughs> I think that's awesome. I love that. You've got basically yeah. my son's hair. Uh, Nick's hair is as long as yours is right now. And um, yeah. he's not, he's in no mood to cut it. And I decided that if I'm ever going to do this just one more time, it's going to be now. And right now it's all kind of slicked back and stuff because I have to. But in the yeah. morning, I look like a. I look like I don't know that guy. What was the? Who was the guy with the crazy hair from Australia in the eighties? Uh, uh, um, uh, they had a couple of movies. Oh, Yahoo Serious. Yahoo Serious hair. I had this morning. <laughs> and uh, but it's still. It's also still this weird like half half stage. So I can't. I, mm-hmm. I'm not full blown. You know, having it hang and do its thing. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I'm, I'm making a mistake. I'm here. excited about it. I want to do all sorts of r- crazy things with it before I cut it again, like diet weird colors. And I had a dream the other day that I just shaved the sides off and then whoa, 
you know, I don't know. Picture I'm, I'm, that. <laughs> my yeah. hair is taking over my this, my life. We'll, I think. we'll we'll talk about the science behind that move. That's pretty good. Uh, well, hey, uh, speaking of science, we have Bobby on Thursdays, most Thursdays. Uh, there's only there's only one exception when they when a really weird Australian ladies here taking up a seat. Speaking but, of Australia, from yeah. Kentucky. Yeah, from, oh, right, Kentucky. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, we have him come on. We talk about a little science thing. The big thing going around lately, and I didn't realize it had been quote unquote resolved. Um, but it has been. But there was all this freak out and a little bit of scare, but mostly people just going weird uh, with this Chinese rocket that had no landing plans. <laughs> uh, it was basically just like, all right, it's going to land wherever it's going to land. Good luck, everybody. You have a 1.7 billion chance of being hit by this thing, which seems like pretty good odds uh, or you know, pretty bad odds for the rocket. Good odds for you. And uh, well, the, the rocket had a it had a hundred percent chance of hitting something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's yes. true. Um, but it did. It, but also a high percentage chance of hitting water because most of the world, most of this planet is water, and it is right. round. By the way, so all you people who don't agree with me can leave now. It is round. It's a round planet. Well, I think flat earthers also agree that most of the flat Earth is water. Okay. That's a good point. They do right up to the ice wall, and then that's where things yeah. get weird. That's right. Uh, so anyway, oh, sorry, my wife's back. Is there something important? Oh, 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 Freddie sent us our things. Awesome. Thank you for providing your feedback. We look forward to serving you. And then written in handwriting. And then, Brian, I got two. Let's see. Oh, I got free. These are free yeah. combo meals. Combos. <coughs> I know. I sneeze. It was so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> that's nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. Uh, always complain is the lesson. All right. Anyway, so... Um, well, uh, so anyway, this thing was going to hit the water, and then I guess it did. Like, it's full yeah. on, did, it, it did, and, and, and I felt like the news dropped the ball a little bit, because up to this point, they're like, no one knows where the Chinese rocket, be, 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 be. and then when it finally hit the water, everyone, no one talked about it. Like it took. Well, you, you know that's not exciting. Yeah, I mean, if you were going to hit a metropolitan area, then it would be on the news. But uh, yeah, they and they didn't drop the ball as much as they like. They like took a very soft. Uh, non-dangerous ball and shoved it in your face and told you that there might be like spikes all over it and you should be scared of it (laughs) yeah sure so so but uh but yeah so so the deal with the rocket was china is they're currently building a space station or and this was the first sort of stage or section of the space station that they're building and they had to launch it up. I mean, you have to get it into space with a rocket. And so that's what they did. They sent up a rocket. It was called the Long March 5B um, was the rocket that they used. And uh, and they sent up the section of the space station that's going to stay in orbit. They put it up there and then they sent and then the rocket came back to Earth um, it was a 23-ton rocket booster that fell down, and um, and and that by itself sounds pretty normal because that's how we do things. That's business as usual with getting things into space. But the reason that everybody's up in arms about it is because they didn't have what you would call like a targeted reentry or a controlled descent plan. They didn't have a plan for how to get it somehow uh, deliberately safely back to earth right so did they was this how do i put this does china acknowledge that they were like yeah we didn't really have a back-end deal going here oh yeah yeah they they said that they don't they um they kind of it feels like they're kind of just like you know like 
shrugging a little bit and looking around and like like what's the big deal guys yeah. <laughs> um but uh and it's 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 a little complicated like so it makes sense that you wouldn't want you would want to minimize the risk that a rocket um is going to have to come down and do damage land on your house or a city or something like that right 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 um but on the other hand and this is china's point on the other hand it's very unlikely that that's ever going to happen yeah. um because it still, it still seems like you, you said, should have some kind of even like a half plan, sure. like a sure, yeah. So uh, the and that's what. So you may have heard this was a big thing. One of the reasons it got really into the news was the NASA current NASA administrator Bill Nelson. Mm. Um, he publicly um, made a statement criticizing China because of their failure to minimize risk and also their lack of transparency. He put in there like they're just not very transparent about their space operations yeah. and whatnot. But uh, his point and his in his statement he said that um, uh, quote it's clear that China's failing to meet responsible standards regarding its space debris. Um, and uh, and his point is that so what NASA does is. So anybody who launches something into space, there's very little chance that it's going to come down and hit someone or something important or even hit land. Like 70% of the Earth is covered in water. So chances are that's where it's going to go. So usually that's where space debris goes is in sure. the water. Sure. Uh, but but NASA, what they do is they have a plan to to further sort of hedge their bets that it's going to land somewhere safe. What they'll do, for example, is they'll launch it and... And, you know, the the booster stage of the rocket doesn't actually go up into orbit with the rocket. It falls off. And they have a plan for, like, when it's going to fall off, where it's going to fall off, and how it's going to land. Mm. Um, and then when something comes back in and deorbits, often they'll have either descent rockets like SpaceX, for example... When they're doing things, they well, they have a whole thing about how they're going to land their rockets again. So that's a little bit different. But um, the point is that China didn't have any plans like this. Right. They they just said we're just going to launch it up there and it'll come down and it probably won't hit anything and and uh, everybody will be okay. And, and it this probably time they won't were right. hit anything. I mean, that's the <laughs> most. That's the most like. I don't know. Like I look. Part of me is like, yeah, statistically they're right. But statistically, I'm not going to go hit anybody on my way to the 7-Eleven. Right. <laughs> right. It doesn't mean I shouldn't have a plan for, you know, minimizing said, you know, risk to people as I'm driving there. Right. You don't so, wear a blindfold while you're driving. Right. So. Right. 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 Now, 20 tons also, that's a lot of weight coming va- well, fast from space. Most of it. Most of it burnt up in the atmosphere. So we do know where it landed, just by the way, if you haven't seen this in the news. It landed in the Indian Ocean somewhere around the Maldives, um, <laughs> which is like some islands off the southern coast of, of India. Oh, Indian Ocean. And, okay. Yeah. And yeah. so it didn't um, it didn't hit anybody. It didn't hit land, I don't even think. There's no reported um, that it hit, reports that it hit land. The islands are very, very small over there but it could have right and here's the thing stuff has come down from space and hit things before um so it's not like it's it's never happened it's just we want to the 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 question is what is china doing to minimize the odds that that's going to happen yeah or, or anybody Some that sort of matter control descent to say let's make you know all right it's it's really close to the coast let's uh, deploy a parachute that's going to you know confirm or make sure that it's going to go sure 
into the water. Sure. Did anybody else remember Skylab? Yes. yes. Yeah. So that yeah, Skylab uh, did come down and it did hit <laughs> land in and around a city or a town in in Australia. I think That's it was. Right. Yeah. And um, nobody got hurt, but pieces of debris hit buildings there. And I mean, to give you a sense of the level of like international concern there was, I think they jokingly like issued the U.S. a littering fine. Um, <laughs> oh, heady days, the yeah. 70s, right? Like, boy, these days it would have been uh, who knows what would have Well, happened. I assume, here's my assumption, that there's not a giant stink made about it then because due diligence was done and still... After all you can do and after any, you know, whatever comprehensive plan you have, still things are going to get through. Isn't that right. the main issue? Like the issue isn't that this stuff can't happen. It's that. Well, to me, to me, the real main issue, the thing that this because because if, if we really think about it, China's right. And, and it's frustrating to admit that China's right about something like this. But China's right. N- nothing was probably going to happen. And but the problem is that this. Uh, highlights to me is that there is no international law or treaty that uh, that 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 somehow involves responsibility that nations should have yeah. for for things that they put up there. Now there is um, there is international law dictating who will be responsible if damage is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, the uh, the 1972 Liability Convention <laughs> oh, wow. was uh, established, and um, it, it's what you would think it is. It's it's if if a country has a piece of space junk land on them and cause damage, then damages can be sought by that country by um, from the launching country. So let's say this just here's the here's the example. I'm down in uh, let's say I'm at, I'm in St. George. I'm on vacation. I'm hanging out with Kim and. Suddenly, a 20-ton freaking rocket booster lands on the cafe I'm in, killing everybody there except me because uh, I'm special. <laughs> and uh, you're in a, it's just no. You cannot. You cannot get the launching country to pay for your meal. If no, but I guess what I'm saying. I guess what I'm saying is like when you when you're talking about catastrophic damage like that, like what would China's obligation be? Or any country. I'm, you know, China's just in the story. But if, if this was anybody, what would their obligation be? I don't know. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Would they? Yeah. Well, it would be incumbent on the 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 nation state that got, that received the damage to 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 seek uh, damages from the. So, like, it's a it's a country to country issue, is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if you got hit by a small piece of space debris and it hit you in the head, mm-hmm. you could not go to China and say pay for my hospital visit we can't just um, simply go on this show <laughs> you can't take it to the people they sure. are litigants <laughs> scott was eating at a diner with his wife when a huge 20 ton chunk of space debris who will the judge find for almond shake for come after this commercial and find out how our judge rules <laughs> <laughs> Well, Politicans anyway, are real. It, it is fascinating. Uh, I guess on the tail end of this, now that everything's done and the things crashed and no one got hurt and all that, uh, any 
you know sort of pressure internationally to like come up with standards like this and then adhere to them or is it just gonna you know i don't know that there's serious pressure i think there should be if you want to know my opinion i really think that that now is the time now is probably past the time to come up with a way to to obligate countries who are going to send things into space Mm. we need to have a way that a set of standards that that countries need to follow right already somewhere between 200 and 400 uh pieces of space junk fall out of space um every year i mean literally like on average Mm. something falls from orbit every day yeah um and yeah, that's a, a lot, lot of stuff. trash up there. I've seen gravity. Yeah. There's yeah, just I a ton gravity. of garbage up there. Yeah, movie that documentary was really good that <laughs> that showed us exactly how things Yeah, the documentary are up in space Gravity. Yeah. 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 And the <laughs> other one, uh, uh Wally, that was another Wally, yes, that other documentary. Another documentary of uh space junk. But uh yeah. so, but there are serious cases of um in uh so we talked about Skylab, nobody got hurt there, but in 1978 there's a Soviet spy satellite that came down in Canada's Northwest Territories, mm. and it had a nuclear reactor on it, and it Jeez. caused nuclear spread radioactive debris over like several hundred square miles in yeah. over Canada. And it it's it's not on like it just ho- happened to land in the wilderness. It did do damage to the the natural area around there, but it could have just as easily uh, landed in like Toronto or something, right? You know? That's gnarly. I didn't know that. I didn't know there was a that's a crazy reactor on that. Thing. Any superheroes come from that? By the way, <laughs> none that we've heard of yet. Okay, all right. Canadian superheroes, they're only cool. it's Alpha Flight. It's Alpha Flight. That's it. That's all you yeah, got. That's it. That's, so you get Alpha Flight. Yeah. <laughs> there was a talking moose and squirrel, though. I think <laughs> that might have been related. Were they, were they Canadian? Oh, I guess they were because the Mountie guy was in that. Hey, lucky. <laughs> Yes, Wolverine, Deadpool, sure. You can oh, count yeah. Those guys. No right. one's ever heard of either of those characters, though. Right, they're small. Not like, yeah. not like Puck and Sasquatch and Shaman and Snowbird and yeah. North Star and Aurora and Guardian and Vindicator. Yeah, their bit, their bits in uh, <laughs> the zombie, what was it Marvel Zombies or something like that, where it was one of these one-off six-issue things. Uh, I really liked how they used the Alpha Flight people in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Did I they go... I'm gonna eat your brains. Sorry, sorry. Excuse me. I'm gonna eat your brains. Got any gravy? I can't. I can't remember what it was. Well, one of them's a big furry guy. Oh, it was the Hulk. Uh, Sasquatch. The, the yeah, Sasquatch. It was um, it was the Immortal Hulk stuff. They had a really good crossover ah, in there. Okay, uh, I enjoyed it. And normally, I don't even think about that team, but there they were. Anyway, hey, this is good stuff. As always, you can find more great commentary about the world of science and and more over there on All Around Science. Uh, Bobby, why don't you tell people where they can get it and anything else you'd like to say? Yep, it's the podcast is called All Around Science. Just search for it. You'll find it. We've got a website, allaroundscience.com. Uh, we, um, we, we're doing episodes come out every Monday, and uh, I, we just did one on the one that just came out had to do with um, all sorts of crazy stuff like invisible lightning that that might be cl- able to clean up the atmosphere that scientists just discovered. Whoa. Um, wow. Yeah. Invisible and, uh, lightning is my favorite thing. It sound like something superhero. that could possibly go wrong. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it'd be fun. Right. <laughs> it might have been shot by some of those uh, superheroes that created in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Very nice. Yeah, check it out all around science and uh, yeah, every week, science stuff. Awesome. Nice. Thank you, Bobby Frankenberger. Have a fantastic week with your glorious hair. (laughs) 
Horton. Tim Horton. Got the superpower of invisible lightning. In the daytime, he's Tim Horton. At night, he's invisible lightning. He's Tim Bits. Tim Bits. He's got the best coffee, and he'll save you from a fire. <laughs> Good. All right. Well done, everybody. It's time now for some news. This is the info we've been waiting for. Today's news brought to you by... Brought to you by Coverville today, a triple cover story uh, for three people who celebrated their 75th birthday on May 10th, just three days ago. These guys all turned 75. These guys were all born on the same day. Uh, Donovan, who you know from songs like Sunshine Superman and Mellow Yellow. No, not the drink. Uh, also, Dave Mason, who is um, who's probably best known for a song called uh, We Just Disagree, but... Uh, actually is involved in so many great songs behind the scenes as a songwriter. Same with Graham Goldman, who's also celebrating 75 years. He was a member of 10CC, the band 10CC, Things We Do For Love, uh, I'm Not In Love, Dreadlock Holiday. But he wrote so many songs for Herman's Hermits and the Hollies and the Yardbirds. Um, You're going to hear covers of all of those. It's a big show. Big, big show. Four yeah. sets. Yeah. Uh, and it's all coming up today at 1 p.m. Mountain Time at twitch.tv slash Coverville. You can also go to Coverville.tv because I bought that domain and I've forwarded it to the, the place you need to go. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah, that works great. Uh, I, I'm of the opinion that Yardbirds is one of the great greatest band names in the history of bands. I love that name. The Yardbirds. Yeah. yeah. Told, it, you know, if, if they wouldn't have uh, appropriated it for a band name, it sounds like it could have been a slur. Yeah. Like some sort of a slur. Like, oh, Ethel, those Yardbirds are out in the back again. <laughs> with their loud music and their smelly barbecue. Dirty Yardbirds. Their Dirty music. Yardbirds. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. All right. A couple of yeah. quick stories here before we uh, break. Uh, this one, for example, New Zealand man and meeting. Uh, faces legal action for painting penises around potholes. Mm. Yeah, look at all those peas in there. A lot of peas. Penises, potholes, and penises. Yeah, painted. It's a great new Netflix show. Check it out. Um, let's see. Uh, new Zealand man's penal penile art could have him facing penal action. <laughs> oh, that's that's funny. That's really funny. Well done, yes. CBC.ca. Uh, Jeff Upson. Oh, you know what I was going to start doing? I was going to start using this Canadian uh, clip whenever we do a Canadian story. Hold on. Um, let me find this. This is this is great show content. Okay. There it is. I found it. Okay, so from now on, we play this. Canada! All right, we're talking about Canada today. Okay, everybody? Anyway, sure. Geoff, or Jeff, I guess. Up, Upson. <laughs> not to be compared to Jeff Epstein. Jeff Upson has been drawing very large, colorful penises around potholes in his home city of Auckland since 2018 to draw attention to the problem he says authorities are not taking very seriously. Now Auckland Transport has taken legal action against the road safety campaigner following a complaint over his artwork. He says he's given a formal statement to the police and faces a fine or possible community service. I'm remaining optimistic that Auckland Transport will just (laughs) fix the road. I can't do it can't do a sustained New Zealand accent. It's not in No, I know. Band, band meeting? Yeah, band meeting like, is as far as You I know, go. my my New Zealand accent devolves into Australian pretty darn quickly. Yeah, so. which they all hate there. Nobody wants to be... No one, no one in New Zealand wants to sound like an Australian, and nobody in Australia wants to sound like a freaking Kiwi. You guys right. and your weird rivalry. I don't get it. Um, anyway, 
Uh, it says here, uh, graffiti charges were laid against him on Friday. The case is now in the hands of police. Quote, as we head into the road to safety week next week, Auckland Transport is actually looking forward to working positively with Mr. Upson. His name isn't Downson, after all. <laughs> it's Upson, Upson Abbey. Yeah, that's right. Auckland Transport Geoff, spokesman. Geoff Upson. Geoff Upson. <laughs> Uh, though we may not agree with the way he drew attention to the potholes, Auckland Transport and Mr. Upson have the same ultimate goal, road safety awareness. Well, actually, I think Upson's goal is fix the damn potholes. I don't think it's awareness. <laughs> I, yeah. think it's a, I think it's maybe fix it, is what he's trying to say. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Don't, anyway. be, don't be a dick and fix this pothole, yeah, is what he's trying hole. to say with those paintings. Exactly. Yeah. You guys should see some of these here. Chad. Oh, really? Yeah. I have to look at them, too. They're, I mean, they're, you know. It's rudimentary, but... Uh, oh, they're huge. Yeah. It's a big old wiener. And, uh, there wow. Is with they're dog. also... It's kind of like... Uh, there's kind of an Olympics feel to them, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For sure, right? Cro- the rings crossed yeah. over like that? Yeah. Oh, look. He's standing by the way, testicles. By the way, that photo of him with his dog... Yeah. Like, he's making kind of a serious face. Yeah. But the dog is also making a serious face. And usually golden retrievers, like, they always look like they're smiling. But that dog is like, yeah, we're serious about these painted penises. Yeah, he's all business. That yeah, dog. exactly. That dog is not a, not just about awareness. He's about action. That's right. Exactly. So get her, get her done, everyone. Uh, final story for today. Uh, a fresh pizza vending machine prompts curiosity and horror in Rome, Italy. Yeah, as it should. Yeah, people, they're not happy about this. Raphael Esposito, the 19th century Napoleon. <laughs> Napoleon, sorry. Nip, I can't say that without saying Napoleon. Say Neapolitan. Neapolitan, thank you. It wasn't coming out. <laughs> I couldn't get it out. Uh, credited with inventing Italy's most famous peep, uh, type of pizza. Uh, might be turning in his grave. Rome has a new vending machine that slides out freshly cooked pizzas in just three minutes. I would eat this. I would eat. I would eat, totally eat this. Yeah. I mean... Why why is it starting in Italy and not in Vegas? This feels like a 100% Vegas thing. Yeah, I tend to agree. Buyers are using uh, the flaming red Mr. Go pizza machine. Mr. Go. Mr. Go. That's great. Um, they can choose four different kinds of pizzas, costing from 450 to 6 euros. That's about 5 bucks 20 cents to 7.20 here. The machines knead and top the dough. With uh, what customers, you know, what they want, their toppings and stuff. And then they can watch the pizza cook behind a small glass window. Uh, Reviews by customers on Thursday of the machine, one of them in Rome, first in Rome, range from acceptable if you are in a hurry to outright horror. Quote, it looks good, but it is much smaller than a restaurant and there is less topping, says Claudio Zampinga. Me. A pensioner, which tells you all you need to know. Yeah. A pensioner. I yeah. love it. It's, <laughs> they're a nice, nice way of selling an old person. Yeah, an old person. Uh, well, okay, it's smaller than in a restaurant. Yeah, Fine. Big deal. Not and there's less deal. topping. Yeah, I agree. It's a, kind <laughs> of a weenie thing fixed. to complain about. Uh, Fabrizio Polozilisi, a Naples native and a university student in Rome, gave the machine pizza a try and gave it a thumbs down, saying it tastes oh. more like a padina or ultra-thin soft uh, unleavened bread wrap popular in northern Italy. Okay, that sounds good too. Yeah, then all right, just really call it uh, Mr. Go Piadina. Our our, our our standards so low that this is all such a problem. Like this, it doesn't taste like a pizza. It tastes like a flat bread with the cheese and the pepperoni on the top. 
What kind of pizza tastes like pizza? This is bullshittery. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, where can I pick up some DiGiorno? Yeah, who knows? Yelling into the wind, man. This. Whoops. Why'd that play? What? Meant to play that. That's a, there's your angry <laughs> Italian kid. What? <laughs> Still don't know what he was trying to say. It's like uh, it's like the kid version of comic strip swears with all the symbols. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like he, Okay, so the only thing we can figure out is he has started to... He, he understands and says words all the time. So he'll say, "Yeah, I have a snack. I have a snack. You know, he wants to have a snack. And sure, you know what that means. Sure. But when it's like words he knows, like I want to go outside, he'll fi- he knows outside, but he needs to fill in all the blanks. So he'll say, jibber, jabber, jibber, jibber outside. And so I think what he was doing <laughs> was just one of his jibber jabbers. You know I think I mean? so. It does sound like he's starting with the word kitty. Let's try that again. Let's hear it. What? Yeah, there's a kitty in the beginning. Kitty. Kitty. Kitty goo. What? That's so weird. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy will be here. We got an email to answer, and uh, I feel this one, this email I feel. Uh, Ooh, really? Yeah. I have not looked ahead, so I don't know. I'm going to try not to inject myself too much in it, because I hate when I do that, but... Uh, it's it's got some parallels to my my family life, but anyway, we'll get to that uh, here briefly. Uh, before that, though, a song from Brian Ibbett. Yeah, all right. It's continuing with our rock and roll streak that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. This new rock streak that we've been uh, doing this week. Let's do another one from L.A. This is a band called Swerve. They've got a, a debut album coming out on August 13th called Ruin Your Day, and they've been releasing singles up into this. The brand new single is called Little Rich Kids. That one comes out tomorrow, so go seek that one out. Um, it'll be on all the streamers. Uh, we don't, I don't have a copy of it, so but it's on YouTube, sure. so go check it out, Little Rich Kids. Um, if you like the uh, the replacements, Oasis, Teenage Fan Club, Queens of the Stone Age, uh, you'll really like this. This is uh, the first single that they released from this upcoming new album. It's called Escape. Here is Swerve. <laughs> Weeks. No relief. 
tell before You're closer than we ever thought we could be when you say Yeah baby, let's go make our way home Am I wrong to suppose that you know more than those Get caught in our way so we make our escape when you say I wonder do you have what it takes Let's take a minute and talk about our friends at Blue Chew. Today's episode sponsored by Blue Chew. Look, it's been a hell of a year. Personally, I feel like I've aged 12 years over the last 12 months. And if you're like me, you're feeling your age more than you used to. <laughs> I guess that's true. Especially in the bedroom. It's time to snap out of it. Spring is here. And it's time to get sprung with Blue Chew. That's right. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis but in chewable form at a fraction of the price. Blue Chew's tablets help men achieve better erections to combat all forms of erectile dysfunction. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in discreet packaging. Everyone's favorite packaging. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com. That's B-L-U-E. C-H-E-U, or sorry, E-W, rather, dot com. So like blue, like the color blue, chew like you're chewing it, dot com. Uh, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive a prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Their licensed medical professionals and providers will work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Because you don't have to, you chew them. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tad. Uh, LaFill, I know I'm saying those wrong. <laughs> Chat tablets are completely chewable, and they're made right here in the USA. And they uh, prepare and ship them direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So, if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it comes time to perform, wink, wink, visit BlueChew.com for details and important safety information. we got a deal for you guys. Try BlueChew for free when you use our code TMS at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code TMS. To receive your very first month free, and we thank Blue Chew for helping us out today. You do all you can to help them grow right, because you care, and we do too. Yes, that's what that girl was saying. Oops. The morning stream. There's a snake in my boots. I got to edit that to say boot because the, the line from Woody is that there's a snake in my boot, not my boots. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise be two snakes or yeah. 
a snake that's been cut in half and placed ever so gently into both boots. Right, exactly my point. So I'm going to fix that. I'm not even going to bother Fletcher with a re-record. I'm just going to cut that S off the end. How about that? Mm -hmm. Hey, Mm -hmm. Brian, that song again was... That song again is uh, by the band Swerve from their upcoming brand new album. The song is called Escape. Lovely. Go check it out, you guys. Yeah. Brian will not steer you wrong with your music. I will not. That's uh, That song rocked. Yep. It did. I heard it. It, it was rocking. It rocked. I haven't heard it. I will hear it, though. I always listen after the shows now. Uh, all right. We're going to get Wendy in here and have some fun. Check this out right here. Uh, if I can find it and play it. Where is it? I can't find it. Oh, great. Everyone knows gotta make that easier to see hey uh, welcome to the program my sister wendy a professional therapist in the world of therapy and she comes on thursdays and does therapy thursdays with us helping you with your problems hi wendy hi hi how the heck are you i'm good yeah you guys i talked to mom on uh sunday she said that she had had a very long call with you Mm. and uh had a long talk yeah she said she made it sound a little ominous at first and i said what's going on mom she said oh nothing we just got talking just went a long time. Just went a long time on that call. She, by the way, looks great. And I'm not just saying this because I'm all hopeful for my mom post brain surgery. But man, she looks awesome for her age. Her friends look like relics and fossils compared to her. I don't know how she's doing it. So anyway. She has messed with uh, what I think I shall look like when I'm her age yeah. very deeply. And I will never match up yep. well, you're gonna look like grandma wilson. <laughs> you're gonna look like grandma wilson you know it it's gonna i happen. already look like grandma wilson yep. in fact yeah it's gonna be great you have her all of her things i look like dad the older i get the more i look like dad and his you side. Do. Yeah, yeah it's weird i don't like that um but you know it could be worse we could look like mark who uh from a distance i'm not sure who i'm looking at so <laughs> so it's a weird bit of shade to throw. I don't know what that means. Anyway, hey, no, um, he looks great. Yeah, he looks great too for his age. Uh, anyway, we're all here. Uh, we're going to do this. It's going to be great. Wendy got an email this week that we are going to use as the impetus for today's discussion, and I will read it now. Here it is. This is from C. Someone we will call C. Hello, Wendy and all. I've been struggling with family who appear not to take the pandemic seriously. From across this country, travel for the holidays to drop uh, by without masks. Now regular invitations to get-togethers like nothing is happening. It's fraying my ability to feel connected with them since I uh, feel the need to reject any invitations for safety. Uh, and on to this eldest, sorry, add on to this the eldest family member being a conspiracy type spouting off anti-vaxxer material. I'm left feeling like there is going to be uh, another, or there, there isn't going to be another side of this until I am willing to put myself in danger just to see them. My question is, what steps might you recommend to unpacking the situation and figuring out where to move forward? I'm about to get my second dose of a vaccine, so I'm optimistic to get out more again. But facing this, I don't, uh, I don't know what to think is normal. Thanks, C. So uh, we are at a weird new place, right? Like um, lots of vaccines going out those willing to get them have access it seems like more than ever and uh despite some parts of the world are in the worst you know moments of this pandemic and it's easy to forget that and not see it if we're not being shown it uh but you know there's optimism optimism to be had i i think and so this idea of like yeah i'm gonna go i'm i'm vaccinated now and my closest family members are so now we're all getting together and that's cool and and now we're just trying to figure out where we can kind of reach out and into the community. But if you constantly feel like you are at the other end of a uh, 
uh, spectrum of thought than your family. How do you deal with that? And Mm -hmm. how do you make it right in the end? Like, is it ever going to, is it ever going to feel normal with them? Um, now that you've all been through this experience and they're kind of, you know, they're still kind of wackadoo and you're, and you're still trying to do your thing. And like, what is, what is normal for that? And I, I think that's what he's asking. And I totally relate to this. Oh my gosh. And one of the things we're not, we know that the eldest family member is anti-vax. So we know that that person isn't vaccinated, but I'm wondering if the, and I know, you know, you can still transmit, even if you've been vaccinated, you can still be a carrier for for COVID and just not have it yourself, but pass along to other people. But I'm curious about the people who are coming by, if they are also anti-vax or if they have been vaccinated. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. They don't say. Family members. Yeah, they don't really say. Yeah, because everyone's sort of at at their different place. And I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not the most comfortable conversation to have. Uh, There was a Saturday Night Live skit, I think it was just this last weekend, I don't know, um, where it's your first COVID, after COVID party, and people (laughs) trying to talk to each other. Yes. And it was so relatable. I was like, oh my gosh, I've already had these like, (laughs) in in not even real life yet, of just like, yeah, it's been a crazy year, yeah. It's like neighbors talking with dogs. Right, that's all they can say. So what have you been up to? Oh, you know, just sitting home. Yeah. yeah, it's just so funny. Anyway, uh, yeah, so there's just like the awkward element of, uh, hey, where are you really at? Like, let's have a really deep, meaningful conversation about something you have very strong feelings about. And so do I. Uh, how do I bust this out and have this go well? Mm-hmm. And if anyone has tried that, it probably hasn't gone well because our social skills are all terrible at this point. But also, it really te- tends to be so personal how someone someone's reactivity to this. And mm-hmm. it can go all the directions. It's not simply, you know, oh, an anti-vaxxer is the, the most vehement, that's the word. Vehement? Vehement. Vehement, thank you. My goodness, um, you're a Johnson. Yep. Thank Johnson's, you. Johnson's, all Johnson's here. Also, speaking of the vaccine, I got it yesterday, and I'm having that same thing where my brain is going slower oh, than my mouth. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My that's mouth right. is... I can't, I can't even. Your mouth is right. Is, is, uh, right in therapy that your body can cash. Exactly. That's exactly what's happening. Anyway. So (laughs) I'm not going to say any words, right? Wait, was this number two then? um, Was it number two? Number two. And it, this one is like, I have way more aches. And so now I have the brain fog and then now I feel like I get hit by a car. Yeah. (laughs) So I have that this time, which brings me to, to sort of my point, at least I'm having this experience where, I have a lot of empathy for folks who, and we, we can talk about, take anti-vaxxing out for a minute, okay? Mm-hmm. Because that is its own psychological construct that is interesting and t- needs a three-hour show. Um, but this hesitancy, not because you're just like, I want everyone to get COVID and die. You, you're just hesitant, right? You don't know if how well you'll take it. This is a, a novel virus that we are fighting. There's a reason it's so scary. And then obviously the vaccine is a miracle and the fact that it can be done so quickly, but that can make someone nervous too. And, you know, I I mean, I go and get the shot and the first one, people were so grumpy. It was not lovely. I did not enjoy that experience. The second time the person was so kind and warm and I was like, Oh, I'll get vaccines from you all day. She, it made a huge difference. And I just thought, you know, there's this old lady getting one at the same time as me. And it's a weird time and it's scary, right? Mm-hmm. So not everyone is has politicized this completely. I know that sounds impossible, but it's true. Mm-hmm. 
that there may just be, I hate needles. I, right. uh, the last time um, I got, I got a tetanus and uh, I couldn't use my arm reaction for to it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. You have a re you have rights to be concerned about different things. I think it's that there's no sort of safe platform to have any kind of conversation that isn't your, your head's ripped off in either direction. Mm-hmm. So some research, researchers and companies and different people are doing different things, right? So Minnesota's done quite well with vaccinations. I think at least half the population has at least their first dose. And the governor here is mildly genius in telling everyone he'll open up the state fair completely if if 70% of us get vaccinated. And so it's going to work because people love that thing. Mm. Um, anyway, but just that idea of like, here's a free beer, Krispy Kreme, giving out donuts. Like there's some positive reinforcement as opposed to what I think is has been shame-based and how dare you. And, and so I get to the core of like what is happening for each person. So let's take this guy. Is it a guy? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Know. As a guy. Actually, we don't um, know, but I guess, yeah, I guess we don't know. There's nothing gender specific. Be, um, yeah. Anything. Anyway, so just this idea that, um, you know, what is your personal take? What is your personal feeling? What is your experience? And when you have conversations with other people, what, have, what has happened to you? I'm always surprised when someone says to me, um, I mean, I don't know how you feel about the vaccine. And I'm like, really? I'm not making this obvious? Oh, uh, I think we should have them, <laughs> mm. but they're so they they are so careful and they're being so careful because that's not the world they're living in. They're living in a world that they have to really sort of be careful, do a specific dance with this because of the people they're around. It sounds like that's this guy's world. That you know, here are these people who are ready to go to the extreme and discount whatever your feeling is to describe what they're going through and what they want you to know, um, and. Where, where is this person at? Is that person been doing it in the other direction or they've been kind of neutral? Anyway, when you get a sense of yourself and then recognizing everybody else is coming from their own place of, could be fear, anger, whatever. Like, we don't know. And this is what makes this so hard is are you going to have the, <laughs> the social and emotional bandwidth to really find out where someone is coming from? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have to change anybody's minds, but just like really listening to them. So I guess my advice would be recognize you're not going to win a single discussion. (laughs) Like you're not going to convince anybody of anything. Right. And if you do have the bandwidth, can you really listen to what their concerns are? And what you might find is sometimes people's concerns are like hilariously and ironically, I don't, what I do with my body is my choice. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. From up one political side saying that to the other is funny it is at pretty, this point. Pretty funny. Pretty ironic. But just yeah. but but it's still a legitimate feeling, right? And so mm. can you hear it? I don't know. And that's that's really the question. Can you hear where someone else is at? And and this is not saying, hey, let them scream and yell at you and abuse you, but like a, an actual conversation where you can really hear each other and understand where the other person's coming f- from. This is hard. I'm pretty terrible at this, to be honest. So my advice is, is hypocrisy. Yeah, the fact that we're in this gray time too, right? We're, we're you know, yeah. it's not deep in the pandemic and we're not out of it yet, but it's this gray time of like, all right, some people are vaccinated, some people aren't. Some people, and like you said, some people aren't going to get the vaccine for who knows what reason, uh, you know, could be, could be something legitimate, could be just that they refuse to do it because they don't want government chips in their arm. But... Um, <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna be walking down the street. You're gonna pass 
18 people that don't have a mask on. And we're in that stage now where it's like, okay, things are okay. Things might be all right. It just feels weird to be around people again. We've, you know, we've, Tina and I have gone through this. We've watched our friends going through this with the whole, um, being in a place where people may be closer than six feet or being in a place where, Mm. where there aren't masks or things like that. And it's, um, God, it's, it's, uh, it it helps you understand why some people yell, Jesus is my vaccine and then run through a place without a mask (laughs) because I'll never understand that. (laughs) Well, what I mean by that is they're, they're, they are just as, put off by it they are just as awkward about it they are just as frustrated with oh, it they're just all those yes. things they just have it they have their way of deciding you know they've got their ultimate plan of dealing with it which is screw everybody i don't you know i don't live in fear whatever they you know they they want to bottle everybody else up in and they run yeah. around like that um and you know part of me is like uh, not not too long ago a member of our family wendy extended family i won't get into names or anything but somebody had said to me uh, and they had had COVID and were at the end of their antibody time, their six month, you know, thing and should be getting vaccinated. And I said, well, you guys are going to do that. And they said, I don't know. I don't know if we are. And I thought, well, wait a minute. You know, I knew that they knew that the, the antibody data we have so far suggests that this stuff is, you know, you're not going to remain immune to this thing. And mm-hmm. so for your own, and they also had a really rough one. Like it was bad, like ER visits and stuff. Uh, so, so in my mind, I'm like, wait a minute, you know more than anybody that you should do this. And then the answer was not some kind of, I don't believe in vaccinations or I don't know. It wasn't that it was that just about wrecked me. Like I thought I was going to die. I don't know if I want to do that to myself again. Yeah. Thinking that, you know, the actual, uh, the actual, uh, second shot in this case would be enough to be as bad as that experience. And I can't say how that must have felt for them to be at the lowest point of that, their infection. So maybe it is that scary and that bad. And, you know, I don't, I don't know, but I just know this, like, regardless of what everybody decides to do, when we all get together in July for the sort of family get together thing, those that planted their flag and the I'm never getting vaccinated land. And those of us who did at that point, I can't worry about it anymore. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I can, but I, what I mean is I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to get hung up on it. I'm going to go and we're going to, we're going to be together and I'm going to, and I'm going to, and I'm going to, I'm going to know in my head that those who are risking her still being putting themselves at risk are doing it after all that you could do and say, and after all the time possible to get your freaking shots and you've still chosen that. I don't know what else to do. There's nothing else to do, right? Wendy, I can't do anything. Oh, just, you can't. But we can walk up and just start coughing without covering our hands. <laughs> you think that might turn them? They're like, you just start going. <laughs> and then or maybe just lick your hand and <laughs> they'll finally the get cheek. their shot. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I no. heard the other day, there's some anti masking group that is going to start wearing masks to protest Prevent. people who've had the vaccine. Yeah, I love it. Please do what that. What the frick, dude? Like, what do you even do? I mean, I thought it was a joke at first, but I guess that's like real. Anyway. But. No, what it was, I, I, what I had read was that there is a belief that the vaccine, if you're vaccinated, you're, you're shedding vaccine particles on other people. So, <laughs> so in order to protect yourselves from the vaccine, you're going to wear a mask, which is like, do Wait it. Wait a minute. I love it. But, but I have to assume that Venn diagram of people who didn't 
wouldn't wear masks before because they weren't worried about a transmission of an actual pathogen are the some of the same people who are going to wear them now to stop the, this fake shedding of vaccines. Uh, I love it. Do you think it's like secretly like, uh, I actually um, believe in this. I just, I don't <laughs> I know. My part and I really just need a mask. That's where I'm at. I'm sort of at this place where I'm like, all right, I can't, there's nothing else I can say mm-hmm. or do. Yeah. I can't do anything. All I can do is do what I think is right. You do what you think is right. And we just may not be as close as we used to. <laughs> you yeah. know? Wait, yeah. okay. you're, you're pointing out the thing, which is why this is so challenging in families, right? Like, and friendships. I mean, I mean, if we have everyone raise their hand, who have you grown further apart from because of the pandemic and a major disagreement about how things are happening? It's going to be everyone's going to raise their hand about something, right? right? Like some relationship has been affected. And that's because we are finding out something about people we would never have known otherwise. Right. Right. Um, so I, we we're living in Sweden and the Swedes treat the stomach flu like it's a pox. If yeah. you are sick, you do not leave your house for 48 hours from the last time you vomit. That is how it operates there. Now think about how many Americans are going to work and vomiting at lunch. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you just keep going here. That is our mentality. Yeah. And there it is a social sin. Like they will ask you where you got it. Like they already had like CDC running in their blood. It's weird. And when we got there, I was like, are you all so weird about this? Like your babies. It's just someone has a cold. You don't stay home for a week. Like it was they're very. And this is why I think they they messed around with different ideas with this pandemic that would not have happened in any other country. I'm not sure it's always been, it has been as successful as they hoped, but mm-hmm. they have a built in weirdness about it that I felt judged all the time. And I would secretly be like, kids do not tell anyone you had a cough, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause it was felt so judgy. And then, you know, everyone's at a different place. And then when you find out, so they could be like, Oh, you're American. I was a built in like, Oh, we still can like you, even though you don't quite understand the, the social mores, you know? Whereas I think here we have, everyone has looked at a friend or a neighbor and had a conversation that you went, wait, what? Yeah. You, you don't mm-hmm. care that that kid is immunocompromised up the street. You don't think he should have a mask. Like, how are you? Who are you? Mm-hmm. And and so I think there has been an uh, awakening to pieces of us that maybe aren't even deep, dark parts of us just tend to be, hey, this is how I'm handling this freaky time in my life. And I'm angry or I lost my job or whatever. And now this is this new p- piece of inform- information that doesn't make you feel safe to me. Like, I don't really know you anymore. Yeah, there is that. There's a dis- disassociation feeling. Uh, that I get. And it's mostly with some people that, you know, you, you think you've known somebody for like a really long time and you just kind of really know them. And then, mm-hmm. and then just, you hear him say something like this, like, wow, all right, what else about you have I been? Yeah. And it's not even just this, like just, you know, well, whatever the last five years have been uh, uh, revealing in a lot of ways for yeah. a lot of people. But, but then what do you do with that information? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can't just go, Oh, that's weird anyway. And then move on. Like, it feels like you have to, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not a shunner. I don't shun anybody, but it, there is this feeling of like, I don't need I'm you not in a my shunner, life. Jerry. Yeah. It's like, I don't need you in my life right now. Like yeah. if I do, you'll just frustrate me. So 
come back in a decade, maybe you'll be over it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, right. it's hard. Which, which is the sorting of a tribe, is it not? Like it's just another version of uh, we agree so it feels safe, right? Mm-hmm. And like anything, um, it's kind of like when you get too extreme on either side, they eventually meet around back, right? They're like the same thing. Um, is that that sort of need to belong, the need to be agreed with, the need to feel secure and safe and whatever. I mean, it's a really strong one. And so it's just one of those things that um, is new to everything here is that, you know, if you had asked anyone in 2015, okay, a pandemic's coming, what do you think is going to happen? They're probably not thinking. I mean, someone would have guessed there will be a mask protest or mm-hmm. there will be some anti-vaxxers. That is not, that's not surprising. No, I think that's what's been new. surprising is the sheer number. Uh, because if you, you know, I've, I've listened to a few podcasts about historians who have, you know, really, really focused on previous pandemics and nothing's changed in some ways, right? right, right. There's 2000 anti-maskers protesting in California on this date for, um, when the the Spanish flu, which of course isn't even the Spanish flu, when that was happening, you know, we blame the Spa- the Spaniards when really it's an American um, source, but the Spain Spanish were the first ones willing to talk about it. Like you you read or listen to that, and you're like, oh my gosh, humans haven't changed. <laughs> <laughs> but we did not have at our fingertips the ability to create echo chambers so quickly and or the illusion that our tribe was really big mm-hmm. and stronger or better or smarter or, you know, that didn't exist. And so I think we just have an amplified version of what humans often do when things are scary and hard. Yeah. So let's get back to this guy, specifically what he should do. So Scott, your, your advice is that he just does nothing about it. <laughs> what was I your mean, advice? No, I just, I, I don't know what to do about it. Like I, I would be a terrible advice giver to this person because, um, on the one hand, I try to I try to be empathetic or understand where people are coming from, and and then, but but that never le- I don't know I, I'm just the the poops I used to have to give all ran out in 2020, <laughs> and, um, well, and so I'm a bad person to ask right now. I think. But here's the thing. I mean, there it's got such more uh, so much more of a global. And community context now, having some some dude in your life who thought that the earth was flat wasn't a big deal, right? Because they're not, it's only affecting them. It's not hurting anybody else. Um, any conspiracy theory typically is like, all right, well, that's good for you, buddy. Glad you believe that. And uh, it doesn't affect me. But now when you've got people who are, who have the ability by their willful, um, uh, disagreement with the you know with science who have the potential of spreading this virus or 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 spreading variations of the virus or things like that that's that goes beyond just affecting them and so that's why it's it's a different thing than it was back in 2019 2018 yeah like if you had a thing that that's a really good that's a great way of putting it like if you had somebody you disagreed with you you still had you just yeah, you still had. It was usually just a thing that affected them, not necessarily mm-hmm. affected everybody. But this, this, and your stance does, uh, you know, affect everybody. Where Kim and I were talking the other day, right. we should go see a movie. But then she, then we started thinking, 
all right, well, we're both vaccinated, but we don't, we still don't know what the deal is with little kids yet. We got this little boy in our lives. I, the last thing on this planet I would ever want to do is put him at risk for anything. And yeah. so we were like, yeah, Plus there's really nothing in theaters. Right. right there's now. nothing in theaters yeah. anyway. I looked at there. Is, is it nothing. worth it? No. Yeah. I mean, we want to see that new Jason Statham movie, but we can wait. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we can wait. But yeah. that's my but that's my point. Quiet like place two is the next thing. He's like, all right, maybe by Quiet Place two, we're going to see how things look. Sure, <laughs> sure. But uh, but but that's my my whole thing is that yeah. there's still these issues. And if right. and when I when I break with people is when I hear them not thinking that way. When I hear them thinking about no one's going to take my thing away. Uh, you know, when it's me, 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 my, 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 mm-hmm. then I know they're not. They don't give a shit about anybody. And because yeah. they don't. I, I start to not give one about them. Like it's a, it's a vicious circle, you know, and yeah. I get, uh, it just makes me mad. I don't know. So yeah, I don't have a good answer. Wendy is the point. I have no answer. Yeah. Bad answer. So Brian, do you have an answer? <laughs> <laughs> um, I hate to say it. And this kind of goes along with what you're saying, but you just kind of have to, you, you kind of have to just pick the battles that you want to, to fight, you know, d- decide, um, plus again, we don't know. We don't know if the people who are popping over without masks are vaccinated or not. The, the danger is the, is the, the grandparents and the kids, um, the anti-vaccine. Well, we don't know if it's a grandmother or grandfather, but the, the eldest family member who's the anti-vaxxer, you've got to worry about them. Like Scott says, you got to worry about the little kids. Um, you just got to kind of pick the battles and do your best to be uh, to be protective. So if they do pop over not wearing masks, don't worry, keep yours on, you know, and keep six feet away and say, yeah, I'm not going to hug you right now just because we're trying to create, keep uh, uh, granny safe. Um, but you just kind of got to figure out, all right, where, where are the battles that I'd even have a chance of, of changing somebody's mind on? And <laughs> they're going to be, so few and far between it, it's there's no point well i think i agree with this and i think part of the part part of where i'm hung up i need i need to just blurt this out and get it out of my system mm-hmm. some of these people i'm talking about are people who how, how do i put this who share a similar upbringing to me no not no not that you co-host a morning no 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 none of that uh we are we are of like mind you and i but uh but no like like people who i either grew up with or knew growing up or know people who are who were raised in the same way that i was raised and was taught the same things i was taught and by that i mean things like share and share alike do for other people before you think about yourself you know this kind of stuff and so then I see them still sort of preaching that on Sundays or wherever they want to preach it. But the rest of the time, it's me, me, me and my rights and you suck. And I'm on a uh, it's tribal, tribal this and tribal that. But they do the talking on the Sunday, but they don't do it the rest of the week. And that may sound like time, a time shared old tradition of humankind. And it is right. Mm-hmm. That kind of hypocrisy has existed forever, and a lot of people don't even know they're doing it while they're doing it. But boy, has that come into sharp relief over the last year and a half for me. And mm-hmm. and people who I know know better mm-hmm. do it anyway. And they do it out of like weird reasons. Like, 
uh, I don't know, most mostly political. It's mostly just, you know, which which tribe are you adhering to? And then therefore you walk that line. But you still claim to, to have these other principles in your life that are they are in opposition to what you're doing. The, your behavior does not match that template anymore. And that's where I struggle because how do I get past that ever? How do you ever get past that in somebody? I don't mean that mm-hmm. we're not all, we're all imperfect. We all have our problems. We all have our weaknesses. You know, nobody's perfect, but, but just that doubling down on what mm-hmm. you know is ba- is just bad for you and bad for the people around you. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, yeah. that's why it's hard. That's why it's hard for me. The, uh, the other side of the, the other side of the coin, um, the people who, um, you know, everybody's got their different caution level, right? Like our, our, uh, crazy neighbors are, um, on the spectrum of being careful around this whole time. Tina and I have been to restaurants. We've, you know, we've been careful in restaurants. We wear our masks until we actually have a drink or food in front of us. And then as soon as we're done eating, we put the masks back on, et cetera. Um, uh, but we have friends, crazy neighbors, uh, who are like, yeah, we're still not going out to restaurants. And, and the thing to be very, conscientious conscientious about right now is to realize that on the on the careful side of things not on the the i'm not wearing a mask no vax side of things but on the other side of things everybody's got their own level of how quickly they're going to be able to reassimilate themselves into society and you've got to be patient and not shame somebody if they want to be more careful and they they don't want to go to a a restaurant right now or go on a plane or or go see a movie that is 100% okay and when when you're ready to do it cool I'll go there and do it with you but I'm certainly not going to say oh come on it's fine take your mask off we're good we're both we're all vaccinated take it off you know it's, yeah. let yeah. people assimilate at their own speed and and uh cuz those are the people who are being careful and they should have the have the right to take it as slow as they want to take it That is a very good point. I think you're hitting on something that is kind of going back to this individual psychology of each person, right? Like everyone's Mm -hmm. got their own disgust reflex, right? Everyone's got Mm -hmm. their own version of OCD with germs or not at all. Like there's this spectrum for for each person, right? So assuming everyone should be in the same place is, you know, that's erroneous. But, But there's also this like, um you guys both reference this, this sort of compassion for others that aren't in the same place as you. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that anger robs us of that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Or, or feeling like you've been treated poorly or this is finally your chance to stick up for yourself and say something. Like, I think if we took anybody in any of these extreme categories on either side, someone who was not willing to leave their house ever again is not okay. Right. Mm-hmm. We have to, there, there's some, some struggle that has been created for them that is just as bad as someone who's just like, screw the children, rip masks off their faces, AKA Tucker Carlson, right? Like (laughs) something is really wrong with that guy. Like what is the, I was coming home one day and look what I found a child on the road. And was he wearing him? I'm just doing my Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good Tucker Carlson. Why is that? Why? Why is that? Why is it? I've never heard his voice. Oh, well, I you're choose, lucky. Like that, I choose that nasal, I choose never to. look on his face like he can't figure out a Rubik's Cube. Uh, 
He sucks. Yeah. He sucks. He yeah, suck. I've read his words. They're bad enough. So I always choose certain, like auditorily. No, you yeah. don't get my time. He blows. <laughs> but um, that idea though is that like everyone's doing things for their own individual reasons. And so my advice to this guy would would be kind of like I'm, I'm repeating myself here, but just recognize everyone's in a different place. And the part of you that that sort of jumps in to protect you, you can be grateful for that part, but don't let that part drive the car, right? Which mm-hmm. is like, <gasps> they're terrible. You know, like mm-hmm. soothe, soothe yourself. And like Brian was saying, do the things you need to do to feel comfortable and then recognize that that's all you have control over. I mean, this is hard. Everyone's yeah. got this in some form or another. And and maybe, Brian, you're, you've been the person who's a little more free and you're watching someone else be like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, we've, oh, we've had that. Sorry. We, and we've been following, you know, all of the state yeah. guidelines, the county guidelines. We are, you know, 100% on board with that. And as of... Today, I believe restaurants in all of the major Denver metro area counties are all back up to 100% capacity. Still have to wear a mask when you go inside, but restaurants now don't have to have the 50%, 80% capacity. Um, and that's going to be weird the first time I go into a restaurant where, like, I'm, you know, an elbow's distance away from some guy and his, uh, clam chowder and and i could you know touch reach out and touch him not gonna do it i guess what i'm um, saying is but you know like i'm not going we're 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 in similar situation here like things are things are opening up that way and masks are still required but blah 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 all that stuff's great but what what i have this is where i just get stuck and i know i'm repeating myself a little bit but if somebody some bible thumper talks about loving their neighbors themselves all the time and then goes into a restaurant and yells at the staff because they don't want to wear a mask and calls them a bunch mm-hmm. of sheep and puppets. F right off. Yeah. F right, double bird right to your yeah. face. Like I've had it with those people. Those people and I are done. <laughs> and unfortunately, <laughs> right. I know some of them. And that's the where this is where I'm hung up is I know them. I know they know better, yet they still do it. And I'm left with just these two fingers in their face. <laughs> I just don't want to be hypocritical and say it sucks for the people who are, you know, who are refusing to wear a mask or refusing to get the vaccine, but it's okay for the people who are like, nope, I want to stay in my house. I want to not go out. I want to just, you know, uh, uh, keep quarantining myself because I don't want to be hypocritical and say, oh, it's okay for them, but it's not okay for that guy. Yeah. But they're still jerks about it. They're like, because there's the difference. Yeah. Are you a jerk about what you think or not? Like there's right. the difference, right? Or, or how will what you do affect other people? The person staying yeah. in their house won't spread the virus. They won't right. willfully, you know, cause somebody else to get sick. Whereas the uh, the, the doofus in the uh, the the line at uh, Aubergine, whatever it's called, yeah, <laughs> eggplant junior, yeah. Eggplant, uh, eggplant emoji. Yeah. Um, you know, potentially could get uh, somebody else sick if he's a carrier and he's not getting the, and getting the vaccine. But either way, just being such an a-hole about it. Like, yeah. if you say, yeah. oh, yeah, we're not comfortable going out, that's not tantamount to the same as saying, you're a bunch of sheep, you bunch of... That's right, sheep. exactly. You know, you're a pupit. Like, you're a yeah. pupit. You're a pupit of the leftists or whatever. <laughs> like, I can't deal with it. It's the same problem yeah. I have where I don't know why people give such a crap about other people's personal decisions. Why anyone would care? These are 
libertarian, Scott. That's all they care about is other people's decisions. Yeah, but they shouldn't. <laughs> they're supposed their whole point. Know, their whole kidding. point That's of libertarianism is they're supposed no. to be everybody. I know that was my joke, dummy. Oh, um, here's the thing. <laughs> so, so the the real question I have is is why why do you have to yell at some teenager who's got a mask on and working to give you food or grocery? Like, I don't know. That's that my point. I don't know what that is. What is that? I mean, I have some ideas, but I, that's, that's ultimately the question. So someone is not against, I mean, you're not pro polio, right? right? You're anti-vaxxing. And if you listen to the history of it, you read the history of it and like follow the science of it and why it's, you know, there, there are mega rich enclaves of like an Island. I think it's in Oregon or Washington, where they've got measles outbreaks because rich, fancy people are not going to be told what to do. Mm. <laughs> You're like, okay. And there is something to be said for I'm above biology. And this, this is something, um, a kind of fascinating thought I've had recently of, of, you know, there's, there's a left and a right side of anti-vaccination. And it was the left that really started with the anti-vaccination. The right has sort of jumped onto it. Don't you tell me what to do. Um, but, the the left it was just like it's we need to have it more natural and we, and what is that and it starts with the wealthy it ha- and at least all the counties where we now have measles outbreaks they're all wealthy places and it has something to do with just sort of I'm above biology and I I have wondered this about folks that you know some of us are like I am not above biology at all I'm for sure the mm. one that's going to get it you know <laughs> right exactly and yeah. then others are just feel untouchable and and mm-hmm. do not and and many people have behaved badly quote unquote badly during this pandemic and have not gotten sick so what is that just mm-hmm. confirmed that they are above the biology forces there exactly yeah totally so we can't we can't win i guess that's the theme here you can't win exactly. uh but but there is something about everyone's kind of got their different place. So you've got this anti-vaxxer older brother or sibling or uncle or whoever the, that person is. Like there are reasons, usually reasons you you don't know about, possibly. Some are maybe really obvious that they have to preach this. They have to make everyone agree with them or they have to be unkind if you don't or, you know, or they just have their thoughts and they're going to share them. I mean, everyone's going to be different for, for different reasons. I guess it's just working with your own psychology, your own biology, your own what do you need to be a good version of yourself and how to handle the hypocrisy or handle the other things in a way that you can feel good about. I think, I mean, I think if we really sat some of these hypocrites down, Scott, and just said, like, let's take their ego away for just a moment and like really get deep, you'd find that they they're doing this for some reason that none of us would have guessed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, probably, probably. And why they keep doing it and what that's about, why it's so threatening that a little kid has a mask on. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where that comes from for somebody, but if we have the wherewithal to find out, AKA they're in therapy with you. I think Carlson (laughs) just makes massive amounts of money by doing this. I think that's his motivation. Uh Um, But So, okay, really wise words from Bobby in the chat. He just said this. um, You want to feel like the decisions you are making are the right decisions. When someone else is making a decision that is different from yours, it can feel like you're doing the wrong thing. So you have to cognitively deal with that somehow. The way a lot of people deal with that is convince themselves that those people are wrong and that they need to be brought in line in order to make you feel like you're more or make you feel like you're doing the right thing. 
I think that's it. That's what people, yeah. that's the motivation. Like we're on one side or the other or all the complex sides of every issue, whatever, that's it. You need reinforcement for how you feel. And some people go to the extreme of yell at a teenager who's bringing you a drink at a, at a restaurant and making fun of him because he's wearing a mask or, mm-hmm. you know, not uh, finding out somebody is trans and just not letting it go uh, and ridiculing them for their decision in life or whatever other thing that they target the way you believe or the different from the way you feel right. They need to, how to, how else are they going to reinforce that the same way we reinforce it? And that is by being around people that are like-minded and telling people who are not like-minded that they're wrong. I think that's Mm -hmm. it. Bobby needs to be on the show because he's exactly he's very right, good. Which we is, well, he was earlier Thursday. today. Bobby, yeah. you yeah. take my place, especially when I have vaccine brain. Because he's he's no, our guest before before you, so he's on the show. Yeah, he, comes, oh, okay, he does. A, he does have a, him talk more he, like this. He gets time. more than enough airtime. Yeah, oh, he, okay. he does a science but, segment on the show, and it's very good. But uh, oh, yeah, usually doesn't get into the his point is exactly right, which is we don't know how to handle being told we're wrong. And you start with someone as a child. What happens when you're told you're wrong? as a child mm-hmm. yeah, well, you, you, you create a million different yeah. psychological defense mechanisms and patterns and behaviors so now you're going to be a straight straight a student and be driven like a motor mm. or now you're going to say screw you i can't i can't handle that rejection and that pain so i will do everything the opposite or you know you name mm-hmm. the millions right. of options people will take to not be told they're wrong and i think maybe that's just what we're seeing we're seeing everyone's trained responses to be tolding, be, being told what to do and that, you know, appealing to you're a good person if you do this or not, when that's not how they feel. I mean, how they handle cognitive dissonance is how they, they handle it. And yeah, yeah. that's true, f- you know, for every single one of us. If you've ever had um, to convince or try to convince a flat earther that they're wrong, you can't do it. It doesn't mm-hmm. actually work. You can't no. do it any more than you can deprogram a gay person or any of the other great bright ideas anybody's ever had. You cannot sit down with somebody who is the difference here is it's demonstrably wrong that the earth is flat. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, right. so you are in a position of correctness when you're telling somebody that they're wrong about that, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I mean, it matters. It matters in some sort of basic truth sense, but they're not going to. It doesn't mean they're going to change their mind, even though you have objective truth on your side. You can demonstrate it. You can show it. It is one hundred percent factual. It's like my whole "Does Japan exist?" thing. I used to teach kids. It's. I cannot believe how how that's come like full circle for me. That concept. I used to tell these kids and get them in a classroom. I've told the story before, I think, but I would say to them, "Hey." Does Japan exist? Prove to me it exists. And these kids would go around and around and around telling me proof. My dad went there on business. Well, that's what he told you. He's probably fooling you. Okay, how about you? Um, I've seen pictures. Those can be faked. They can all be faked. Well, I saw a movie about Japan. Well, it was probably China. And, you know, like I went down the road a little bit of like, oh, Asian people all kind of kind of look the same, you know, like pushing them in all these weird corners so that by the end of it, they are husks of non-belief. They look at me like, well, if I don't, I don't know if anything's real anymore. And then oh my you God! Tra- so you're you're creating a bunch of little conspiracy theorists. No, no, that's the, that's that. the idea. No, this is the idea. You say to them, <laughs> you say to them, of course Japan exists. Of course it's a real place, and of course 
all those pictures Why, are real. Why, because you tell me so, Mr. Johnson? And your dad, <laughs> your dad was telling you the truth, and your brother who visited there was telling you the truth, and that girl you met who came here as a student and she lived in Japan, those are all true. But just so you know, there are people in your life that are going to talk like this, mm-hmm. and you need to be prepared for them. Now, I used to do that all the time as a regular thing for different groups as they'd come in, different ages. And now when I go on Facebook, guess who has... Guess who I find anyway seem to have the best handle on stuff. It's these kids. They'll, they're all in their 30s now, some of them, but they all talk like me. <laughs> they all say things like you created I, minions. Yeah, I kind of did. <laughs> I kind of did, but I don't feel bad about it because I feel like it was the right thing to do to try to explain yeah. to people. You can have all the logic and the truth on your side in the world. It won't matter if those people are not willing to to flip. They just won't do it. Why would they? And it doesn't matter how ridiculous it is. And so I guess what I'm saying is I've learned in the last few years, it can get really stupid and people will still adhere to it. Like mm-hmm. really stupid. 5G chips in your freaking vaccine. Bill Gates is tracking you everywhere you go. Like, I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. I was talking to one of our tadpoolers last night who works with a guy who says the most insane things. They say that dust has nanites in it created by the government so that they create dust storms, the nanites do. We just think they're dust storms, but really those nanites are getting, uh, they're, they're tracking and controlling people. And then I find out this person is like in charge of some really important stuff at the job he does. Like smart in all these other ways, but believes wholeheartedly in all this weirdness, including a flat earth theory, including blah, 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 blah. Like you're going to run into those people and they're going to say these things and you just can't, what are you going to do? And right now, it just feels like it's at a fevered pitch. That's all. It just feels like it's way more than it usually is. Or, or they're coming out of the woodwork or a pandemic forces everybody to pick a hill to die on. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. Rant complete. My rant is over. That's true. Yeah. I won't rant. And then the Roaring Twenties is supposed to follow, right? So I'm excited for the Roaring Twenties. Yeah, right? Let's get them back. Let's get those Roaring Twenties and then a, and and then then a huge World another War. Another Great Depression. Yeah, and then a big World <laughs> War and then... Uh, That'll get everybody paid. It's my favorite again. t-shirt. I have an onion t-shirt that says history size and repeats itself. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's true. Size heavily sometimes. Well, anyway, uh, I hope this helps uh, see with uh, his or her uh, dealing with this because this sounds like a, a, a pain that we can all relate to. And uh, we hope that we've been some help to you today. I can tell you that there's a bunch of people getting help with each other and with Wendy over there at realsteps.org. And if you missed the most recent sign-up, don't worry. More will be coming. I guess your next major group will be August, right? August, yep. But you can put your uh, email in and get on a list there and then uh, also read all about it. Yeah. And, yeah. Go do that. Good times. We're having a blast. There's such a good group. It's so fun. And we're going to expand a little bit. So there's some new exciting things coming later this year or so. Yeah. Join up and Join up. never never look for me on Instagram again because I won't be there. Bye. She won't be there. All right. We'll <laughs> see you later. She's not, uh, I don't think she likes Instagram anymore. Uh, also, you guys got to witness the thing my sister loves doing occasionally, which is to call me a dummy, which is one of my favorite <laughs> things on this planet. So uh, don't read too much into it. That is just, it's to me, it's a term of endearment when she does that sort of thing and it cracks me up. So finally on TMS. I got called the dummy that I am. Nice. All right, Brian, we have gotten to the point of the show where we can do no harm, uh, but we can play a mashup. So I'm going to do it now. Uh, This is a bonus mashup from TMS Jamie. It's called Butter Bum in Texas. All right. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, it's this P- is a poorly remembered. This is a PRS, a poorly remembered shite. Yeah. Uh, mashup. He claims this is his favorite kind of stuff to capture. So mine too. Let's find out why when I hit play. I heard about something coming that was about a lady who everyone thinks killed her kid. Is this right, what I'm talking about? Right. Yeah. That's not this at all. Shit. It's the dude from Father Ted, but not Father Ted. Oh, the other guy. <laughs> the younger, the... The the, the guy that's uh, trying to be, he's like the young vicar trying to learn the ropes. The actor name is Alden something. Alden O'Flaherty. <laughs> Alden O'Flaherty! It is the hot rooster action. No, what the hell is it called? It is called... I don't remember. Flamin... Flamin The Flamin rooster. Bird? The hot bird? No, Flamin something. Flamin rooster. Flamin Bird Arvada. Let me see if that's it. Hot rooster action? <laughs> the Blazin... No. The Blazin Bird? Flamin and hot cock action. Jeez, TVZ. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the blazing bird. All right, blazing blazin bird. Uh, the there's no crying in video games. The bird is the bird. Even if it's not Harry Dean, not Harry Dan Anderson. What's the guy's name? Uh, is it Harry, Harry Dean Anderson? Oh, um, Who's the guy who played MacGyver? It's a three-namer. Uh, <laughs> it is. Somebody in the chat. Uh, if it's a Stargate SG-1. Richard Dean Anderson. Richard Dean Anderson. Thank you. Harry Dean Stanton, Richard Dean Anderson. Combine those. That was like Pumba, okay? Just for the record. That was Pumba. There's your Pumba moment. Yeah. Exactly. Richard yeah. Dean Anderson. He was a he was a cheater, right? <laughs> Looks like the shape of our stars or the path of our cancers or whatever, you know, stuff like that. There was a whole <laughs> the path whole of our of cancers. <laughs> Didn't the girl have cancer? Though? Yeah, I think so. Then, yeah. Oh, but it was called there's the path. What was it now? The paper shape dolls. of our path of our stars. Was it paper dolls? The shape was of it our pa- no, 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 paper the fault, town. The paper fault town. in our stars. The fault in our stars. The paper. The tiny perfect stars. map of our stars with cancer is what that movie is called. Has anyone here seen that Butterbum movie? I can't think of the real name of it. Uh, Butterbum. The one movie? where the one where um, what's his name puts butter uses butter and then does the bum. What's it, what's that called? <laughs> You're talking about Brando? No, yeah, Brando. Um, when he does Paris, actual butt sex the, or whatever it was. Yeah, butter butt in Texas or what's it called? France. Tango in Paris? Last Tango no. in Paris. Yeah, yeah, Last Tango <laughs> in Paris. Oh, that is so funny. How, we got the, how did we get there? Just when I think like we're years past peak Johnson, we get <laughs> butter bum in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I never can remember the name of that, but I always remember the Butterbutt thing. Yeah, Butterbum. Last Butterbum in Texas. That's the one. Uh, all right, Jamie, you killed it. Well done. Nice work, as always. And don't worry, next week there'll be even more from our good pal Jamie. Oh, yeah. I dropped my uh, red fraggle eyeball thing. Oh, no. Oh, no. Your peeper, peepers, puppets. Yep. It didn't break, though. Okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. Uh, that's it for the show, everybody. We are done. We will have a PM edition of the show tomorrow for patrons. If you want to know more about how that works and how to be at a live one of those or get the archive, you can do that at patreon.com slash TMS. It's the only way to get that episode. So if you want it, you got to go get it. Uh, patreon.com slash TMS. Let your support show uh, today. Frogpants.com slash TMS for everything else. And I think that's it. Brian, let's play a song. Do you have a song? I've got a song. That's not the one I was just singing, by the way. Adolf from San Antonio wrote in and said, Dear Letter and Stamp, Thursday is my wife Jessica's birthday. I wanted to request a cover of either Iris or Brown Eyed Girl as a way of saying I love you. In January, I nearly died due to diabetic diabetic ketoacidosis. My friend Alan actually has that. Um, 
So I know I, fe- I feel you, buddy. Uh, and a list of other issues that put me in the ICU. And yes, my own stupidity. Yes, Scott, no more sugar for me. Oh, she nursed me back to health, and I am now able to function normally, all things considered. She is my rock and my angel. Thank you, sweetheart. Happy birthday. Love, Adolf. Love the show, though. I can see why you like it. Oh, uh, well, uh, before that. Happy birthday to you. That's for your wife. And then I can totally see why you like it. I can definitely see why you like it. Well, it's definitely. People say totally, but it's definitely. I know. I can definitely see why you like it. Mm -hmm. Or they just say, I can see why you like it. Yep. God, if she had any idea nope. the meme that she's created she by no that idea. one you, offhand comment, that know. one offhand exactly. uh, backhanded it, compliment slight right. against TMS. Right. Even the, the bees guys, at least he knows, right? He knows he what knows. happened with the bees. bees. I don't like bees. He knows. Yeah. Can we hear back from the dude what's either married or related to her and tell us if she has any idea what's going on? I'd love to yeah. hear that if you're still around, too. Sure. Who knows? I don't even know, but... That's right. The anyway. next TMS challenge coin will say, I can definitely see why you like it on one side. Nice. Nice. Oh, wait, we don't have that already, do we? It's not already on it? No, love the show, though. No, love that's, the show, though. Yeah. That's right. That's what the current TMS challenge coin. Yeah. Look at that, baby. Yeah, you can only get those yeah. in Vegas. That's where that happens. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I'm taking it to Vegas just in case somebody comes up to me and says, show me your challenge coin. Oh, yeah, able, that's right. Just don't try to put it. it in a slot machine. Everything will go bad if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, it was on the mug, right. Claire. You're right. We did a mug right. ahead. I can definitely see why you like it. Yeah. That's right. Anyway. Uh, okay, so Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. That's what I decided to uh, pull a cover of. Um, this is great because uh, if you go back to the 80s and Tom Cruise, before he got all weird and angry and stuff, he was in that movie Risky Business. And uh, that that whole movie Risky Business uh, centered on having sex on a train. It really didn't, but that was an important part of it. And the music that you hear when you have sex on a train apparently is Tangerine Dream. Well, Tangerine Dream in 2012 came back with an album, all covers, and the damn thing is so, so good. Uh, here is Tangerine Dream from that 2012 album, Undercover, with their cover of the Goo Goo Dolls, Iris. to heaven that I'll ever be and I don't want to go home right now and all I can taste is this moment and all I can breathe is your light cause sooner or later it's over I just don't want to miss you tonight I don't want the world Fight the tears that ain't coming Or the moment of truth in your lies When everything feels like the movies Yeah, you bleached 
show is part of the frog pants network frog pants network get more shows like this at frogpants.com shit mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33% with prime on all body care and candles Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 